Welcome to the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell, an accredited real estate business development coach with over two decades of experience in the real estate industry. I would like to extend an invitation to all real estate practitioners to join us every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we take a deep dive into the complexities of establishing new business opportunities, implementing accountability, developing mental toughness in a challenging market, all the while enhancing the growth and development of your business through learning and incorporating artificial intelligence. Whether you're an ambitious new real estate agent, a seasoned professional, a team leader, or a broker owner hoping to expand your company, or even if you're a declining rock star striving to regain your greatness, this podcast will serve your needs. Tune in to fully tap into your potential and become the prosperous and productive real estate professional you've always wanted to be. If you're ready to elevate your business, join us every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. Good morning and welcome to the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell, and I have a very special guest here in the house today, Miss Rhonda Mayo Lewis with Benchmark Mortgage. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be I am, here. I am extremely excited about this opportunity to have you on, for you to be able to share your expertise and talk about exactly what's going on in the real estate industry. So this podcast is designed to assist, inform, and help uh, our fellow realtors or realtors that are in our community. So what we like to do here in this podcast, Rhonda, is we like to bring insightful information that is going to expand, develop, and grow the mindset of the individuals that are listening and or watching our podcast. So today I want to do something a little different. I want to kind of step to the left just a little bit. At the same time, I want to talk about what's going on in the industry and how they can improve the functionality within their business. But I also want to speak to potential homeowners, current sellers, current buyers, at the same time and just give them some nuggets also that I think will help them. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds wonderful. Good. Wonderful. So Rhonda, give me a little background. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Please. Sure. So I'm Rhonda Mayo Lewis. Um, I am a sales manager with Benchmark Mortgage, um, originating loans right here in the DMV area for over 25 years. I hate saying the amount of years. Okay. It's been 28 years, 28 years. Um, I've done my time and um, absolutely love what I do. Um, my primary focus is to help to ensure and to provide resources for the underserved markets, which primarily means uh, people of color providing uh, opportunities for home ownership. So um, that's what I do just in a real nutshell. But of mm -hmm. course, it's much deeper and much more involved than that. Um, I have had the privilege of knowing Carlton for about 17 years now. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't even know it had been that long, but, yeah. um, you know, love the work that we're doing, love what we're doing to um, make sure that we're uh, providing uh, information to empower folks. So that's what I enjoy. Absolutely. One of the things that, that we like to do here on the podcast is, like I said, we like to inform, educate, and update and strengthen the knowledge base of individuals. So I'm really hoping that the information that we're going to talk about today is going to help 
loan officers as well. Okay, yeah. so I got a couple of questions that I want to ask you, Rhonda. Sure. You are extremely knowledgeable in this particular field. So yes. can you provide me some insight into the current state of the real estate market from a lender's perspective? And then I want you to really highlight um, potential relevant trends and factors that could affect potential homeowners as far as qualifying for loans in 2024. Sure. So um we know that we're coming off of a market that was pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, we were looking at the uh, pandemic interest rates and purchasing and what that was like for buyers doing uh, 2020, 2021, um, and most of 2022. We were in a market, of course, where interest rates were extremely low. Mm -hmm. um, people tend to think that that's the best time to buy, but every market creates challenges. It's a matter of figuring out what those challenges are, um, but also figuring out what the opportunities are, because every market has opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so the market that we were in during that time, of course, had a huge opportunity for people to um, be able to purchase homes with very low um, interest rates with help, which helped with affordability. Then we went into a market where almost overnight interest rates just shot up. And so that created some paralyzing effects for most home buyers or potential home buyers. So we saw this market like all the way up until about um, July, August of 2022. And then we start like almost come to a dead halt. And so what we looked at over the last, what we've been dealing with probably over like the last 18 months is um, a market where people were kind of just sitting around waiting, just waiting for interest rates to go down. And so, you know, as I was saying, there are opportunities in every market and every market has challenges as well. So the challenges when the interest rates were really low were that um, people were in bidding wars for homes. Carlton, you remember people were out, you know, they were literally lined up outside of houses trying yeah. to go into homes and people were buying houses for much more than they were worth. So they were having to put up 10, 20, extra 40 or $50,000 to just purchase a home because it was that much demand. Um, then we went into a market where the interest rates were high. And so there wasn't as much of a demand. And so then we ended up with a lot of people who weren't able to purchase during that, during that you know, really low interest rate market who were able to purchase because they were able to negotiate on homes. They were able to get homes that are much more favorable um, pricing with favorable terms for them. Um, the interest rate was higher, so it created an affordability challenge. Now we're looking at this extremely promising 2024 home buy market where we have a lot of people who 
um, were kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting for some things to be done have noticed that with the interest rates already trending downward, even without the Fed already, you know, putting out anything where they've actually, you know, made a consorted effort to cut rates, rates have already started trending downward even before that. So we have a lot of people now that are coming slowly coming back into the market. And so what we're expecting is an extremely robust home buying market in the spring um, and getting back to those levels where, you know, people, it's going to be competitive again because we know inventory is still an issue. And so as, as those people, everybody starts to come back into the market, yeah, the interest rates may be a little lower, you know, in the spring than they are now, but prices are going to steadily be going up. And so, you know, I have been trying to encourage people to take a look at what it is that you can do now, because if you have less competition for the, for the home, then you can get into a home with some favorable conditions, low money, you may be able to get some seller closing help as opposed to waiting until the interest rates go down a little bit, but the prices are still going to be going up and you may not even come out better. You may actually end up being worse. So, you know, that's, that's how we're trying to educate the consumer, the consumer who um, usually just thinks about things in terms of one thing and that's low interest rate. So that's kind of where we're trending. Um, our industry is really, really excited about this market and looking forward to connecting with the people who are kind of sitting out there on the sidelines that are ready to get back in. You know, I think that is probably one of the best answers that I've heard in regards to market trends and what's going on. Because I coach people all across the country, both loan officers, uh, real estate agents, broker mm -hmm. owners, team leaders of, of major teams, throughout the country, that is the exact same conversation that I shared with them, that although interest rates were extremely low at one particular time, that period has surpassed us. And I don't think that we're ever going to see those two, three, maybe not even 4% interest rates again. If we're lucky, we may be able to go down another point between now and the spring and hover Absolutely. somewhere around 5.5, if we're lucky. That, that's a lot of the things that I'm, that I'm hearing and that I'm seeing from yes. top economists across the country. So I applaud you when you say, and I know you're sharing this information with the agents as well as the clients that you have, that now is the best time for them to buy. Absolutely. Because I think today we're, we're hovering what, right around 6.5% yeah. today? Yes, yes, yes. yes. We're, yeah. we're which, is a, which is a far greater position than what we Absolutely. were about two months ago Absolutely. when we were hovering around 8%. Absolutely. And what that equates to for the average consumer is about forty-five dollars to $50,000 more buying power. Exactly. Um, now, as opposed to two months ago. Yeah, so that's good, that's good. Now, when when you start looking at the market and you start looking at the, the way things are going and that set of people mm -hmm. that uh, we have a tendency to go after if we're working buyers, okay? If okay. we're working buyers, I wanna start with the buyers. Sure. So if we're working buyers, and they are, let's say, in a position to where they may not have or meet all of the qualifications or all of the requirements 
to obtain home ownership yeah. uh, right away. Um, are there any strategies or educational programs that are available to help those low to moderate yeah. income as well as affluent people? Because everybody has credit issues. It's just credit issues at a different level. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh-huh. how do we how do we improve those individuals' uh, financial literacy and their credit awareness to become successful homeowners? So that's a great um, question, and it's probably one that, especially the lending industry, has been plagued with since mm-hmm. forever. And that is, you know, how do we serve the people who are not ready right now? Mm-hmm. And so I like to look at it in terms of um, when people come to me, I see everyone who comes to me, they're coming to me for some help. They they have an issue and they are, they're looking for me to help them to solve it. The issue is they want a home mm-hmm. and they're not paying cash. They don't have cash. And so that's where I come in. Mm-hmm. I look at it as... When people come to me, I, if I think about a scale of one to 10, and I think about 10 being absolutely ready, meaning their credit is great, you know, um, they can show consistency of income, um, you know, they've been paying their bills on time, they have some money saved up, money's all in place, like every, all ducks are in a row. And that's a 10. That's a person who comes to me. I look at their information and they're ready to go. Most people don't come as a 10. Right. Most people come on a scale of one to 10. Most people come as about a six or a seven. Okay. If we look at a one being someone who's not employed or doesn't have consistent employment, no money saved, you know, issues with their credit. If we look at that as a one, um, then most most people who I'm able to assist with the resources that I have that are able to work with me come to, are at about a six or seven. If people come to me and they're in the twos or threes or fours, I have other resources okay. that can assist them to work with them to get them up to a six or a seven so that mm-hmm. I can then... Um, add in the knowledge that I have and the resources that I have under under my team to yeah. get them to attend. Yeah. And so um, those are by way of credit counseling, mm-hmm. home ownership counseling agencies. There are lots of um, federally insured, federally approved home ownership counseling agencies. That's what they do. They work with people. Some people have never had a budget. Some people have don't don't know how to manage credit. They have credit and they don't they don't know what to do with it. A mortgage loan officer is that's not our level of expertise. But but there are housing counselors that specialize in working with people, showing them how to budget, showing them how to manage their money, teaching them about credit. Um, helping to helping them to improve their overall credit or what it means to have credit, how to manage it, when to pay it. Those are things that other resources have. And we actually have a resource of our own under the company um, that's called the Wealth Lounge. 
And you can find us on Instagram. Um, you can also uh, find us at www.thewealthlounge.us. Okay? okay. So okay. that's a resource of information providing things like, you know, credit, um, savings, budgeting. So there are other uh, resources that people can use. And so even when somebody comes to me, there's something that I can do. They may not be able to work within my realm at that point, but I can I can be a resource to them to get them the help that they need. That's wonderful. So let's so let's be clear so there isn't any confusion. You're like the the doctor in the in the emergency room that is helping them to uh, position themselves to be in a better position. We send them over to the home counseling agencies. The home counseling agency is going to help them with budgeting and understanding credit and making them more financially astute in Absolutely. order to be in a position to manage the mortgage that you're trying to get them approved for Absolutely. or qualify for. So right. I don't want the people to be confused to think that if they go over to the home counseling agency, that they're going to walk out of there with a mortgage. That is no, not they're the not going to walk out of there with a mortgage. <laughs> but, but, but if they work with the right home counseling agency, they're going to walk out of there prepared for a mortgage mm-hmm. in a better mm-hmm. position to be able to qualify for a mortgage mm-hmm. and in a better position to be able to then manage a mortgage and be able to manage the responsibility of owning a home. Yeah, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And I think that's good information. When you start to when you start to look at mm-hmm. uh, the dynamics and the and the ratios of home ownership across mm-hmm. the board between yeah. the African-American community, the white community, the Hispanic community, the Asian community, there are disparities within those numbers that are glaring disparity, yeah. disparities yeah. within our community, especially mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about the African-American community. Mm-hmm. Now, are there any, I know that you guys have programs and things of that nature, but let's look at this from not just a local perspective. Let's look at it from a national perspective, because we yeah. do have people that are listening to this podcast all across the country. So are there any particular or specified loan programs or maybe some financing options that you could recommend for first time home buyers who might find themselves facing those types of setbacks in the lending process? So, um, in speaking and speaking on that, okay, you know, when you talk about the disparities in home ownership um, amongst blacks as compared to other cultures and races, mm-hmm. you know, is huge. Yeah. And when we think about in 1968, the Fair Housing Act was passed, right, to ensure equitable opportunities for home ownership for minorities. Mm-hmm. And in 1968, almost 56 years ago, the home ownership rate amongst Blacks was about 42%. And here we are almost 56 years later, and it's only moved about 2%. Mm. So moving about 44%. So when we mm. think about all the education that we've had, how much, mm-hmm. how much we have progressed as a race, which is, which is a lot. Yeah. Over these last 55, 56 years, 
you wonder why, why, why is the rate of home ownership only gone up by about 2%? Mm-hmm. Now, I would, I would venture to say, I don't know this to be true, but I would venture to say that that number was probably the rate of home ownership amongst Blacks was probably higher, mm-hmm. like maybe in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. And then, and even in the 90s, and then that number has started to drop, and this is where we are now. Yeah. yeah. And the reason for that is, you know, there are so many reasons for that. You know, when we start peeling back that onion, we could we could just go on for days and days. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I think, and this is just the world according to Rhonda, is that, you know, when I think about my parents and when they were, you know, when they had two kids, they were, the mindset was, I want a house. Like everybody wanted a house. People weren't, I don't think my parents were really thinking about the wealth opportunities and the opportunity to, you know, to build equity. They just really wanted a house. And so you had a lot of people in that baby boomer time frame, mm-hmm. which you and mm-hmm. I are in. We're yeah. like right, we're right, we're right at the end. Yeah, we but, just snuck in through the back door. Yeah, we snuck in through the back door. But those people now, like us, and those that are older than us, are, you know, they're in houses that they've been in for 20, 30 years. Right. Um, with with little or no mortgages on them with very low mortgage payments if they have one at all. And so they built that wealth and they built that equity through home ownership that their children will benefit from and their children and their children because they just wanted a house. And so now we move up into, you know, our community, we're very educated and sophisticated we're very transient especially in in this area you know the younger minds they think differently they think you know they don't want to be on a job long if they're on a job and you know and somebody else is paying them ten thousand dollars more they're gone if they're you know living somewhere and they decide oh what you know i don't like it here anymore they they want to up and move that's what they do but but we still know that purchasing real estate is one of the one of the easiest ways and one of the most common ways for the average person to build wealth because the average person is not going to you know save a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars three hundred thousand dollars in a 10 20 year period they they just they, they just aren't. But by using real estate to leverage their future, that's what that's what a lot of the younger people do not see. In addition to you know we're in a um, we're in a gotta have it now, want everything fast type of world, and social media you know makes everything and everybody look good. And so I think that I see it. I see it a lot. I see a lot of uh, people who, especially here, people make a lot of money 
because our our um you know our workforce is heavily supported by the federal government so people here you know have pretty good jobs and they make a lot of money but they're broke they're broke mm -hmm. they're broke mm -hmm. with just nicer stuff yeah but they're broke and so we are too much too many times concerned with with looking rich yeah instead of actually doing some things to become rich if yeah. that if that's your goal yeah and even now building building wealth isn't everybody's goal in buying a house still you still have people who just really just want a home and so when I think about the first time buyer, which a lot of my clients are first time buyers, when I think about the first time buyer, I think, you know, we can't just throw out some cookie cutter approach to deal with everybody and just say, oh, well, we have this loan and this is for first time buyers and this will solve all of their issues because different people have different issues. Different right. people have different um, obstacles. And so as a, as a seasoned professional, my job is to connect with them so that I can figure out what their obstacles are, if there are any, because they may have a really good job. They may have money in the bank. They may, you know, have really good credit and they're still renting. So there's some fear in there that we may have to deal with. Right. Okay. And so and connecting with them first, finding out what is it that's keeping them from being in a home? What is it that's keeping them from being mortgageable? That's that's my job, figuring out what that is, because then I can use all of the, I can look at, you know, all of the products that we have. The, we may have 50, but it may only really be two that even make sense. For you based on what your goals are i'm not going to offer one person the same type of loan options that wants to be in the house for three to five years and then they want to rent it out and buy and buy something else as i would somebody who's saying hey this is this is my retirement home i'm right. selling this i'm selling my house and i want to move to something small financing options are going to be different depending upon what that person's goals are so you know, what I what I look at and I see a lot is being able to come up with that money. You know, we look at down payment, there's down payment and there's closing costs. I'm still amazed that people out here still think that you need 20 percent down. Right. You do not need 20 percent down to purchase a home. Um, you have the option of doing a higher down payment loan, but the minimum is usually 3%. If right. you're a veteran, there's none. There are even other loan um, products where, you know, if you purchase like in a rural area, there's no down payment. So being able to um, help people come up with that initial investment is, is seems to be one of the obstacles that if we can, you know, kind of figure out ways to overcome that, it helps people to be able to move forward. And so looking at maybe using some down payment assistance programs, if that's what works best for them, being able to give them the option of using grants or um, using some state funded 
programs to help with that initial investment turns out to be a big, big deal. I think that's great because a lot of people don't realize it or they may just be uneducated to the fact that wealth starts with home ownership. That is the gateway to financial freedom. And a lot of people don't realize that. And I tell a lot of people all the time, um, especially, you know, you and I, we have we have children that are in college. We have children, you know, that are that are young adults now and that they aspire to have those things because we've set the example. We are the roadmap. We're the continuation yeah. of what we saw our parents do. And yes. we want them to have exactly what it is that was laid out for us. Now, unfortunately, I don't know about your household, but a lot of the households and the friends that I grew up with, we didn't have the financial freedom and education and credit awareness conversation at the dinner table. Now, I'm Never pretty did. sure that was completely different across town where, they, where, where other Absolutely. people live in other communities. But within, within my community in which I grew up in, it was the it was the age old motto. You know, if you live here, everybody that's in here that is able and capable of getting up and going to work will get up and go to work. Amen. And, and the way to get to uh, establishing your own self was through work. So we we're in a position to where we can now educate our children and others that are coming up behind us and let them know that. The, the, the roadmap or the path to financial freedom is through home ownership. And so not, and not only that, not only that, it is the easiest. Yeah. And here, and here is why. Because you have to live somewhere, right? Yeah. We all have to live somewhere. And if you are, if you're, if you're living some, somewhere, you're going to pay for the roof over your head. If you decide to go out here and get an apartment or rent a house, you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for the roof over your head. When you're in that apartment and it's three years later and you're ready to move, the people are going to give you what you gave them. Your deposit, if your kids have yeah. to the place up and put holes, yes. holes in the wall. Absolutely. They're going to give you back your deposit. So you went in there with nothing, you leave with nothing. Yeah. And, That's how but, that goes. But you did accomplish one thing. You sent their children to college. You contributed to their retirement plan instead of, instead of making a way for yourself. Absolutely. So I, Absolutely. I love this conversation that we're having. Absolutely. Um, I want to go into a break and then I want to come back and I want to wrap it up because I got a couple of other things that I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about uh, systematic issues that we see with inside of the lending uh, institutions, especially uh, with the when it comes to African-American communities. We just saw a report in regards to Navy Federal. I'm not going to dig too deep into that. I'm going to keep us safe. Yes. But... But we know that those uh, setbacks yes. and those discrimination practices are still in place Absolutely. when it comes to people of color, not just within the African-American community, but people of color Absolutely. in general. All right. So we're going to take a little break. Okay. We're going to come back. Um, this is Dr. Carlton Bell with the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. I'm here today with my host, Rhonda Mayo Lewis with Benchmark Mortgage. We'll be back. Thank you for joining us here today on the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. Take note, success in real estate does not solely rely on relentless effort, 
Rather, it's about implementing intelligent strategies and focusing on consistent skill enhancement. Business development and coaching offers the direction, tactics, and expert knowledge you require to spot phenomenal growth and development in your business. So don't hold back from taking your real estate career to the next level. Let's be clear, the transformative power of coaching can establish or rejuvenate your real estate enterprise. So seize the chance today and allow us to guide you to the peak of success that you've always envisioned. Kindly visit our website at itriumphenterprises.com as well as follow us on all social media platforms at drfitz17 for all of your real estate, coaching, and consulting needs. You can listen to our podcast on all major streaming platforms. So get in touch with us today to commence your journey towards a prosperous future in real estate. Well, we'll see you here every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell. Thank you again for joining us, and we hope to see you real soon.